when you try me with a mediocre question, that's the result you're going to get. <laughs> uh, starting left fielder. Uh, Ichiro. No! God, please, no! No! There is some potential there if he would just, I don't know, use his brain. Um, <laughs> because, especially, I mean, come on, man. Jerry DePoto's the GM. Who the hell knows? out my window and this FedEx driver just hit a tree. You are no gentleman. And neither are you. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Soto Mojo podcast. Uh, this is Colby Patnode. I'm joined as always by Ty Gonzalez. Ty, how you doing today? Doing pretty well watching uh, the Mariners and the Padres play. I uh, got the ML- MLB TV uh, subscription on deck, you know, so uh, watching the Padres broadcast, got it on mute because who wants to hear that? <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah uh just enjoying some baseball ready to talk some baseball and uh maybe even talk that game of thrones trailer <laughs> yeah. oh boy uh, i think we'll uh i think we'll leave that to the game of thrones podcast on fan sided but uh <laughs> yeah that's what april 14th i believe is the yeah is the it's, season eight release it's going it's going to be as the kids say lit uh, so I'm pretty excited. As the kids say, lit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're what, 25? <laughs> so, 22. <laughs> 22, so there you go. Uh, I still feel very old in comparison <laughs> to a lot of kids on Twitter. Oh, these dang kids. When will they get off the computer and go outside and play? They, they, yeah, they need to get off my lawn. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, yeah. April 14th, that's... It's going to be a lot of fun. It's really exciting that those episodes are going to be like 90 minutes long. So you basically get like eight little movies out of the the final mm. series. Six six episodes. Is it six episodes or eight? I can't. I believe it's six. Six. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so that'll be interesting to watch unfold. Um, looking forward to that, man. I really am. I think. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Is this like the most? You think this is the most anticipated like season of any TV show in like history? because there's I mean, a lot of game of thrones fans out there yeah i think especially with like the weight in between you know skipping last year uh right. added to that yeah so i i think it's yeah i think i think it's uh right to say that so yeah that'll be uh something i'm sure we'll touch on in each of the podcasts uh going forward uh just a little check in the game of thrones and see uh Who's the leaderboard to sit on the uh, the Iron Throne if one still exists? Uh, <laughs> so that'll be that'll be fun to watch for sure. Um, anyways, uh, enough talking about uh, conquest and murder. Let's talk about the Mariners, um, who are certainly not going to be you know winning anything this year. At least most people would have you assume. Uh, but what we are being treated to is a really fun spring training. Um, in particular, there was a two or three inning stretch on, let's just say last Thursday, I want to say against the, mm-hmm. uh, the white Sox, And, uh, we got a little glimpse of the future. So, uh, you know, in, in the, what, in a 30 minute stretch or so, we got to see Justin Dunn pitch. Um, we got to see Julio Rodriguez, Kyle Lewis, Braden Bishop, Jake Fraley, uh, shed long. Uh, and I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but, uh, we saw a lot of the Mariners future and, uh, 
let's just say it was it was fun to watch and uh the results were uh quite promising so uh what what did you think about that uh that spring training game you said it was the most fun you've ever had watching a spring training game yeah i mean <laughs> i mean and that's you know not saying a whole lot because spring training is otherwise pretty boring um but i mean that eighth inning um you know julio rodriguez starting things off with uh, his first or with a single in his first plate appearance in the united states really cool moment for him um just uh, amazing to see and then kyle lewis following that up with that two-run bomb um that was probably the first time i've ever actually like screamed in excitement at a spring training game (laughs) like i literally like i dropped everything i was doing and yelled it it was it was so shocking but it was it was such a genuine moment um and i think a lot of that is this you know each and every year the mariners haven't really had an exciting name in their in their farm system and you know Kyle Lewis has been a disappointment thus far not really his fault it's more just injuries that have made his stock just dive right. but seeing him overcome that and seeing you know Julio get his first hit and and Kyle follow that up with the two run bomb just an amazing amazing moment um, right. and I think that might be a moment that we look back on and pinpoint as the moment where we, we thought, okay, things might be changing. And I know that's kind of weird and, and maybe a little bit of an overreaction talking about a spring training game, but the Mariners haven't had this, they haven't had these kinds of players in their farm that are relatively close that you know are going to be with the Mariners you know for you know for a while because the Mariners have always kind of stayed in this win now mode we need to make the playoffs we need to end the drought all that a lot of you know a lot of the uh promising young players that they've had in the past have ended up being traded you know you think about even most recently someone like tyler o'neill um and uh to have these guys and know that they're going to be with the mariners or at least you hope so you know it it seems like more you know more so than not that they'll be with the mariners that creates this excitement and i think um that moment with kyle lewis and, and 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 Julio was, it, it it perfectly embodied that, right? And then you got the Braden Bishop home run right afterwards, which just put the cherry on top. It was just an incredible moment for, I think for the for the Mariners organization, for the fan base, for Jerry Depoto specifically, um, and obviously for the players. Uh, I I think just uh, just a wonderful wonderful just one of the coolest moments ever watching a spring training game. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, obviously the the Kyle Lewis thing is probably the one to get most excited about if you're a uh, casual observer of the uh, the farm system. 
um, because Julio Rodriguez is, you know, at least two years away, probably three or four. Um, so that's a fun story, but most people don't track the, the you know, the deep miners um, all that much. Kyle Lewis is a guy who, um, by Jerry DePoto's own words, could be up as soon as this year. Um, which, you know, honestly, to me, it seems a little, uh, uh, I don't know, a little, a little optimistic. A little quick on the, yeah, a little quick on the draw. Right. But if he's healthy, um, you know, he's going to start the year in double A. Uh, certainly, you know, it's hard not to like what you've seen in spring training. He's hit, what, three home runs, I think, yeah. um, if, including the one in the B game. Um, they've both been really impressive. Um, and he just, he looks healthy. So, uh, Kyle Lewis is a guy who's turning some heads this spring. It would be huge for the Mariners if they, uh, they got that, uh, figured out if they got Kyle Lewis, um, back to where he was a few years ago, because when he was drafted, you know, Kyle Lewis was pretty much a consensus top 50 ish prospect in all of baseball. Um, so yeah, they can get him back and actually on a trajectory where, calling him up this year wouldn't be crazy that could be the type of thing that jumps your timeline up um you know from 2021 to maybe even 2020 um uh, you know kyle lewis alone won't do it but it's certainly a another notch in the belt to move your timeline up uh which is really what this year is about you want to see them push the timeline forward um and to do that you need to see guys like kyle lewis and you need to see guys like evan white um, Julio Rodriguez, Braden Bishop. You need to see these guys continue to move uh, their upside and their timetable up. Um, and right now, based on the early spring training returns, that's 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 what's happening. So, um, you know, we we didn't even Ian Miller hit a three run home run the other day. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I mean, it's weird that Braden Bishop Bishop is not a power guy at all, uh, but he crushed that ball. And I mean if Braden Bishop was an average bat, he's an everyday center fielder who wins multiple gold gloves. I mean, that's, that's what you're talking about with guys like Bishop and Julio, Julio Rodriguez. We've talked about, um, you know, there's some comps out there to Justin Upton. Uh, Marcelo Zuna is another good comp. Uh, these are legitimate players in the Mariners farm system. And for the first time in, I don't know, ever, they're all within a, three-ish year window of coming up. Um, and we haven't even mentioned Jared Kelnick, who, um, you know, he got a uh, he got a triple and a B game, and he's really turning heads up there. Uh, there's just, there's a lot to like. Uh, Justice Sheffield has been awesome this spring. Uh, he's pushing people to wonder if he should make the opening day rotation. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, I'll answer that now. No, he shouldn't. Um, but you know, he's pitching well enough to be in that conversation and that's good for the Mariners. Uh, so yeah, this spring training has been a lot of fun, especially when you look at the young guys. Um, and even, you know, some of the young guys who are may have major league experience like Domingo Santana, he's been really exciting as well. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's been a fun spring training and, um, there's, there's a lot to be optimistic about going forward. Yeah. And I think, especially with Kyle Lewis, um, you know, with the trades, with the rise of Julio Rodriguez, you know, the Mariners aren't really depending on Kyle Lewis uh, to be good uh, anymore. Right. You know, and if he suddenly gets back on track, if this is how he is now, 
that's huge for them. <laughs> that is massive. And obviously, we could be overreacting. It's just a s- short sample size, but he's already got three home runs. He's looked great defensively. He's shown all, um, a lot of speed with the you know with the legs, you know, because that's been the key problem for him has been his legs. And uh, I think you know seeing those kinds of tools being put together and and being uh and being used in uh, in a successful manner um is is huge for uh for his confidence and for the confidence also of the fan base and the Mariners organization moving forward so i'm really excited about Kyle i hope that he um i hope that he's he's got this thing turned around and and hope uh, i assume that he's going to start in arkansas so hopefully uh he continues uh this kind of production going into arkansas and maybe gets a call up to tacoma or you know who knows maybe he just jumps tacoma altogether you never know right i i think i wrote in the prospect piece that we did on kyle lewis where he came in at number six i want to say on our uh, top 30 mariners prospect list is that if he is healthy and he becomes the prospect like the prospect he was when he was drafted doing it from the double a level, that's a guy who potentially becomes the number one prospect in a solid top heavy farm system. I mean, he has the ups, he has every bit the upside that justice Sheffield does um, in terms of a profile. I mean, I, I don't think, I still think Kelnick is your best shot at a star, but in terms of an everyday impact player, um, if Kyle Lewis shows, you know, real promise in double a, that's significant. Uh, that's that's a guy who's probably, you know, I mean, that's probably he's probably best in right field. Um, but I mean, you start looking at the Mariners' outfield. If Kyle Lewis is as good as we thought he was going to be a few years ago, and that that's a fantastic problem to have. So, uh, you know, uh, it's just it's really cool. Hopefully, he hopefully this isn't just a mirage or. You know, he if he could be a productive big league player, it would help the Mariners so much, and it would just be awesome for Kyle Lewis because he's basically been wasted the last two years trying to get healthy. So, yeah. um, hopefully, we get to see a lot more of him in the uh, in the spring games here. Um, you know, he's pushing himself into the conversation to be a. Uh, right now, I would say a few months ago, I would say that it would be almost ridiculous to expect Kyle Lewis to be up in 2019. Right now, it seems that he's got a pretty good shot to be a September call-up at least. And if he continues to hit like he has so far in spring training and he does it in double-A, I mean, it's possible, conceivable, that he's up before before September, which is uh, which would be a lot of fun. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. Yeah, you got to think, especially if um, they're successful in trading Jay Bruce, uh, maybe even if they get a deal for Mitch Hanniger, um, that you'll see Kyle Lewis maybe uh july august ish um you know obviously there's other names uh you know such as brady bishop another name that i've i really like this this spring is uh jake fraley jake fraley shown a lot to me i think and um i think he's very advanced especially for uh where he finished the season last year um so i'm i'm very excited to see what fraley does uh i, I would assume that he'll start out in modesto um, or in uh, Arkansas. Uh, 
yeah so it's it's really <laughs> there's just so many names and you can't you can't really um it, we'd be here for three hours talking about all these guys really because there's just there's so many so many young guys that have that have come out and have been extremely impressive early on you know you also think about you know you quickly mentioned justin dunn he's he's looked fine um justice sheffield's looked great uh kikuchi uh because he's technically a prospect we didn't count him on our list but you know a lot of other um outlets are and um he's been about as expected but still looked pretty solid um and as I'm talking about Jake Fraley, he's up to bat right now. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's been a lot of fun uh, watching these younger pieces develop. Um, you know, and it'll, it'll just be interesting to watch uh, these guys play in the minors. Um, and for the first time in a long time, there's actually a reason to uh, pay attention to what's happening on the farm, um, because for the past two or three years, it's basically been. Oh look at oh, this cool! Oh my! Oh. oh my God! Jake Fraley just hit a home run. <laughs> there you go! Boom! To, to deep left center too. That was, oh, that's impressive. Yeah. That was impressive. <laughs> Opposite field home run for Jake Fraley. So off of yeah. uh, off of Cal Contrell too. There we go, man. So yeah, Fraley might be a guy that uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if Malik Smith is going to be here that long. Um. I mean, certainly there's no reason to get rid of him, but uh, he's 26. He's got four years of club control. If Bishop and Lewis and Fraley are as good as they've shown in spring training, you've got some really valuable trade chips there. Uh, And maybe that's something the Mariners can use to go out and address a position where we're not quite sure about the future, like shortstop, or maybe try and go find an ace that you can put at the top of your, you know, pretty good uh, rotation. So, We'll see how all that goes, but uh, yeah, it's it's really exciting to watch um, to watch these young guys uh, perform and uh, perform really well. So uh, it's an exciting time to be a Mariners fan. I know a lot of people are upset about what the major league roster is going to look like this year, which I I don't know why it's really not that bad. Uh, but you know, and I know fans are sick and tired of hearing about the future, the future, the future. Well. For the first time in a while, the Mariners actually might actually have a future, so that's something to be excited about. All right, so um, one of the topics that uh, I want to transition real quick to a topic that came up on Twitter last night. It was first mentioned by uh, Jason Churchill at Prospect Insider on Twitter, um, and I kind of put it out there to see what you you guys uh, thought about the idea of. Uh, Dallas Keuchel to the Mariners um, and whether or not that would change your outlook for the Mariners from 2019 forward uh, at all. So Ty, I guess I'll ask you the same question is let's um, the Mariners were to sign Dallas Keuchel. Does that change your timeline? Does that change your opinion on where the team's going? I mean, what do you think? I mean, I don't really view Keuchel as an ace. Um, I know he's, you know, he he had the Cy Young a, a couple years ago, but you know, the last couple of years he's been more of a, you know, number three kind of guy. Um, and I think the Mariners have plenty of that. So 
moving forward. I mean, like, obviously, I wouldn't say no to Dallas Keuchel. He's a talented pitcher, and, and it is proven. But um, it wouldn't change a whole lot for me. Um, I think, you know, it gives them a couple more wins this year. I think future, um, you still need kind of that guy at the top of the rotation because Keuchel's regressed. And um, either he'll stay where he's at or he'll continue regressing. I, I don't think he'll turn things around. Um, never know. I, you know, might be wrong. But um, I, I I still think that even with Keiko, they would be in a similar position to where they are right now, especially in terms of the rotation. So um, wouldn't change a whole lot for me. But uh, But yeah. Yeah, I just I don't think it's I don't think it would be smart for them to even really consider it that much just because Keiko's probably going to get what four years, five years, 70 to 80 million dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you've already gone out and said that your realistic timeline is 2021. Um, is Keiko the type of pitcher that jumps your timeline from 2021 to 2020? No, not really. He's right now at this stage of his career, he's a three or a four uh, with some regression baked in there. So it's just, you know, you're talking about eating two years, probably his two best years left in his career are 2019 and 2020, where you're not really expecting to compete all that much. So it doesn't really make sense to me to pay Keiko, you know, $15 $15 million a year in 2021 and 2022 um, when you can use that money elsewhere and actually go get somebody who might be, who might be an ace. You can use that money to help you, you know, get I don't, Garrett Cole or whoever it is. You know what I mean? So it's like, plus in 2021, is Dallas Keuchel going to be better than Justice Sheffield, Marco Gonzalez, Logan Gilbert, Justin Dunn, uh, is it going to be better than those guys? You say Kikuchi? Probably not, but he's definitely going to yeah. be a lot more expensive than those guys. Yeah. So I just I don't think it matches the timeline at all. I, I adding a start veteran starting pitcher right now would be great. Um, and if it's Dallas Keuchel on a one year deal, you know my philosophy is there's no such thing as a bad one year deal. Um. But any kind of extended contract, it just doesn't make a lot of sense um, for the Mariners because Keuchel, again, he's not the guy who jumps your timeline. Keuchel's a guy who you have your contender and you add him to just push you a little bit closer. The The Mariners aren't a contender right now, um, at least not a super serious one. So I, I just don't see Keuchel making much sense. Yeah, I think um, if they're going to spend money, I'd rather see it you know, be put to someone like Chris Sale or Madison Bumgarner, you know, one of those names. I, I you know, I'm not obviously, you know, <laughs> them having interest in coming to Seattle also plays an effect on that. But um, yeah, I I would rather see them go after a bigger name and use that money on a bigger name than go after Keuchel just because Keuchel's the one that's available right now. I think just wait till next year, see what you have in Sheffield, see what you have in, um, in Kikuchi and, um, you know, see how Marco Gonzalez continues to improve and, and just go from there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't think it makes I just don't think it makes sense. Um, 
because at the end of the day, is there really that big of a difference between 78 and 82 wins in the grand scheme of things? No, mm-hmm. not really. So, uh, yeah, I just I don't think it makes sense. So it would be a pass for me, uh, but it would be fun. So, yeah. So is that something that Churchill uh, has actually heard or is that just an idea he came up with? I, I believe somebody asked him about it. Uh, specifically okay. so he was addressing that um i i believe that if somebody had heard that the mariners were interested in keiko we would have heard it by now um so we'll see uh but yeah i just for me it's a no so but it, it's just it's a fun idea to think about and talk about but uh it just at the end of the day it just doesn't make a lot of sense for it not in my mind at least so i'd have to pass yeah. All right, guys. So uh, if you guys have been following us on Twitter, you probably noticed that we're doing a uh, a, Mar- a Seattle Mariners all-time fantasy baseball draft. And basically what it is is that we've asked um, – we have eight, eight of our writers are participating. Uh, they were asked to – we basically held a fantasy baseball draft – uh, drafting only players who are or were Seattle Mariners. Um, and we had to fill out a lineup. Uh, you're starting nine plus a DH and a relief pitcher. And we're just about to wrap that up. We have about two and a half rounds of that done. Um, and it, it's it's proven to be a pretty fun exercise. There's a lot of, um, I don't you you learn a little bit about uh, the history of the Mariners and just how thin things are in a lot of places. So, uh, but it's been fun. I hope you guys have enjoyed that. But I did want to ask Ty while uh, while we were here, um, you know, what uh, is this this experience taught you anything in terms of in terms of uh, gee, I don't know, Mariners history or anything like that. Uh, I mean uh, that we haven't had a lot of good second, third, and short shortstops. <laughs> like, like it's, it's, uh, that got really thin pretty quick. And, uh, I kind of have, actually have to figure out my plan with shortstop and third right now, but, uh, or with a uh, second base and third right now. But, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, that's kind of the one thing that's kind of showed me uh, a little bit more about just how thin some positions have been in the Mariners history. Um, and uh, but it's been it's been a fun experience. I, I've I've uh, enjoyed doing it. I'm I'm a pretty big fan of uh, some of the guys that I I have on my team, and uh, especially my last pick, Deho Lee, greatest Mariners designated hitter of all time. Yep, better than Whoa. better than Edgar, better than Edgar, better than Nelson Cruz. <laughs> By the way, those are the last words you'll ever hear Ty speak on this show because he's been fired. So. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but, uh, no, seriously speaking, uh, really fun. Um, had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, love that, you know, some of our readers are, are, uh, interacting with us and, um, you know, giving their input as well. Uh, someone got on to me for taking Felix over Randy Johnson. Um, I can see your argument. Uh, however, uh, I just, I, I felt that Felix was a more appropriate pick at the time. Uh, but yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, guys. And we're still working through some ways, um, to involve you guys. I 
think what we're going to end up doing is, is that we're going to write a kind of a group article, more or less, uh, where each owner or each drafter, drafter is going to explain their team and why they think their team is the best. And then we'll probably leave it up to you guys on Twitter. Um, we're not sure if we're going to break it down um, like the NCAA tournament where it's just, you know, the first pick versus the eighth pick or whatever. Um, or if we're just going to do two pools of four and then the top two vote getters from that face off in a championship. But uh, you guys will be involved. You'll help us pick the winner. Um, and, you know, it's just been fun because there are a lot of like really interesting players. For example, uh, Ricky Henderson was a Mariner for like three months. Uh, he got drafted. He's a left fielder. And while most people would say, Oh, Ricky Henderson, that's a great player. You got to remember that we're only taking into account what these players did as Seattle Mariners. Mm-hmm. Um, so that adds a nice little twist because Henderson was still a good player for the Mariners. He wasn't, you know, Ricky Henderson good, but he was good. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it just kind of adds this interesting twist. Um, you know, like you mentioned, uh, there are a lot of catcher, uh, shortstop, uh, third base and second, I still don't have a second baseman. Um, so th- no. there's a lot, uh, neither do you, by the way. And, uh, you're actually on the clock. Um, actually I have a plan for that. Would, oh, you, do like you? To, would you like to hear my plan? So I have Mark McLemore right now as my shortstop, correct? Yep. I think I'm going to move him to second and take Brendan Ryan to Ooh, be my shortstop. Defense, nice. All right. Yeah. I will make the change on the spreadsheet since it's right in front of me. And then remind me to tweet that out after the show. Brendan yeah. Ryan is the shortstop. Mark McLemore. So your team's basically done. Do you just want to run down real fast what you're – Roster, do you want me to run down for you since I have it right in front of me? Uh, yeah, yeah, go for it. All right, so Ty, right now, Ty still needs to draft a relief pitcher, but that's it. Um, so Ty right now, catcher has John Jaso. First baseman is Alvin Davis. Second baseman is now Mark McLemore. Third baseman is Desi Relaford. That's a name from the past right there. Yeah. Um, that also kind of points out how thin third base is. Um, shortstop now is Brendan Ryan left field is Bruce, uh, Bruce Bocci. Uh, you guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't remember him, but a uh, really good player. Um, take a yeah. look at his numbers. If you have time, uh, center field is Randy Wynn. Uh, Jay Buhner is the right fielder. Dejo Lee is the DH and Felix Hernandez is a starting pitcher. So, I mean, you, you think you got a shot to win this thing? Seems pretty good I mean, to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. There's a good balance of offense. I mean, you know, look at a guy like John Jaso. Um, you know, you, you know, you were talking about Ricky Henderson only spending three months with the Mariners. You know, John Jaso only played one season with the Mariners, and it was his best season uh, as a major leaguer. Uh, two point uh, two and a half uh, F four. Um, I think he had like a WRC plus of like. 140 something that year so you know you kind of try to find uh those types of players uh, and it's hard to to kind of sift through uh through the history of the mariners organization and and try to find those kinds of guys that you know may not have been uh mariners for long but made an impact when they were right um so i'm going to talk about my team here in a second but first we need to break to uh 
kind of give everybody the keyword to join our fantasy baseball league. If you guys are unfamiliar or aren't aware, don't follow us on Twitter, or whatever. Uh, for the second year in a row, we are having a readers versus writers league uh, for SotoMojo.com. And the way to enter is pretty simple. I'm going to give you a keyword here in a minute. Um, all you need to do is uh, retweet the link that we send out from the SotoMojo Twitter account with the comment of the keyword. Uh, and you will, the first, we have seven openings this year. The first seven people who do that, they're going to get into the league. It's a free league. It's just a lot of fun. Um, last year, I would say last year, Soto took first and second place. Uh, so if you're, if you're a reader and you want to take us on, make sure you guys enter, uh, enter the competition here. And I think our keyword for today, because we were talking about game of Thrones earlier, Hmm. What should our keyword be, Ty? Something Game of Thrones related. Um, how do you feel? Hmm. How do you feel about shame? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. The keyword. So there you go, guys. The keyword is shame. So simply retweet uh, the link that we post on so on the Soto Mojo Twitter account with the with the word shame. And uh, if you're one of the first seven people to do that, you will be entered. Once again, the word is shame. S-H-A-M-E, in case I'm breaking up or anything like that. Shame is the keyword. So good luck, yeah. guys. I, I'm very excited to see. Uh, or I, I mean, there's going to be a lot of confused people who follow whoever retweets this, and they just say shame to a podcast retweet. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But, you know, what? we're sticking with it, all right? Yeah, Let's we're see. sticking with it. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. I don't even know why I thought of shame, honestly. That's like... I, that's kind of seems like a minor scene to me, but I guess, I don't know. So shame, <laughs> shame is the key word. Maybe it's because I just want Cersei to die. I don't know, um, <laughs> but <laughs> whatever. Um, shame is the key word. So let's dive back into the, uh, let's dive back into the fantasy draft real fast. I just want to touch on my team. Um, I still have two slots to fill. I need to fill in my left field slot. And my second base slot, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do in either spot. <laughs> so, uh, and I am up in two picks, so that'll be interesting to see. Uh, but right now what I have is I have Mike Zanino as my starting catcher, David Segui as my first baseman, still looking for a second baseman. Uh, Mike Blowers is my third baseman. Alex Rodriguez is my shortstop. I took him with the number two overall pick. Um, like I said, I don't have a left fielder. Mike Cameron is my center fielder. He's my second round pick. Mitch Haniger is my third round pick. He is my right fielder. Uh, Russell the Muscle Brandon is my DH. Just picked him not too long ago with Hisashi Iwakuma on the mound and Fernando Rodney as my closer. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it's not, uh, it didn't happen intentionally, but I did notice about halfway through the draft that I had a lot of right handed power. Um, you know, you look at Cameron and Haniger and Rodriguez and Flowers and Zanino, that's, that's a lot of home runs from the right side. Um, you know, it's just one of those things, like you mentioned, Zanino, I took a catcher pretty early just because I thought there was a, a pretty substantial drop after Zanino. Um, so I took him. Uh, I, I did consider Jaso later, but I wasn't sure if I was going to get him or not. So I decided to take the catcher early. Uh, I, and the reason I picked Alex Rodriguez, number two overall, um, if you guys don't know, uh, Griffey, uh, Griffey was number one. Um, otherwise, I would have taken him. Uh, but I gave some thought to Edgar Martinez at the number two spot and Edgar is my favorite player of all time. Um, so I gave him some serious thought, but at the end of the day, I looked at it and said, shortstop is so shallow. 
Um, and A Rod was so good. Yeah, <laughs> so. A Rod is so much. He's so significantly better than the next best shortstop that I thought that might give me a leg up. I mean, realistically, the next best shortstop in Mariners history, Gene Segura or Omar Vizquel. I mean, so I mean, it's like yeah. So that's why I went there. Uh, I'm really happy. Um, defensively, I'm really strong up the middle, uh, which I love. Uh, pending whoever my second baseman is. Um, but yeah, so this is interesting. Um, it's been a fun experience. We got a little loosey goosey with some of the rules in terms of defense. Like for example, Jeff, uh, who had the number one overall pick Jeff Nooney, he has Julio Cruz as his second baseman, which is fine. But Harold Reynolds is a shortstop. Um, Mm -hmm. Harold Reynolds isn't a shortstop. And I think, uh, it's important when, when we talk about these things, guys, is that, um, when you're voting, Remember that players playing out of position do hurt their value. Uh, so Harold Reynolds playing at shortstop would probably hurt his value uh, because he's a good second baseman. I don't know if he can play short. And there's a few other guys around here that are kind of out of position. But again, when you look at how shallow the the Mariners' history has been in a lot of these positions, we had to get a little bit creative. Um, for example, uh, Ty Wickey, he has a... Betancourt, Unieski Betancourt as a second baseman. He's played there for like 60 innings. So anyways, um, so that's been a lot of fun. Uh, we'll probably wrap that up today and then hopefully we'll have you guys voting on it by the end of the week. Uh, but we'll see where we go from here. Yeah. A uh, quick update on the game that I'm watching. Uh, Mike Leak has kind of fallen apart. Uh, <laughs> Uh, got a double, a single, and an error from Tim Beckham has scored three runs for the Padres. Uh, and there's only one out with runners at the corners. So, um, the whole Mike Leak to San Diego thing might be, uh, you know, (laughs) I don't know if they're going to want him after this, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, uh, all jokes aside, uh, yeah, not a great ending for Mike Leak. Um, Padres are basically filled in their major league team today as well. They got um, Fernando Tatis, uh, Eric Hosmer, Machado, um, Manny Margo, uh, Francisco Mejia. All those guys are are playing right now. Uh, and they just turned two and got out of it. So uh, three runs on, I want to say, four hits there for the Padres. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. So, not not a great day at the park for Mike Leake, but, I mean, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Mike Leake's one of those guys you want him to do well so that you can trade him, but he's not a huge part of your future, so sorry. Um, But, yeah, so make sure you guys guys pay attention to the Twitter account for the the finale of our uh, Mariners draft. Um, and all that stuff. So, uh, I guess we'll wrap up today's show. We got, we didn't ask for questions and that's, uh, that's our fault, but we did get, uh, something from our friend Jordan. Um, he wants us to do a few over unders, uh, type of questions. And so that's how we're going to wrap up this show. There's some really good ones here and, uh, let's just dive right in before we sign off. So, uh, Jordan wants to know over under 10 combined home runs for Malik Smith 
and D Gordon. So, uh, Ty, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go on the under on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think D had what three last year and Malik's had two. Um, so yeah, I, I, I put him at like six right now. If I had to just predict, I'd say six. Yeah. I think that's probably what it's going to be about. So I, I would take the under there too. Um, that's really, that's okay too, because you're not paying them to hit home runs. Uh, but yeah, you just, I, I don't see really any way to get to 10. Uh, but you never know. Some, sometimes there's just a random guy who hits 12 home runs and you're like, how the heck did that happen? Yeah. All right. So next over under is um, 150 strikeouts for Yusei Kikuchi. Over or under, Ty? I'm going to go with the under on this. I mean, Kikuchi, um, even in Japan, Kikuchi was not a huge strikeout guy. He was just a I believe he was a little bit under a strikeout per inning for his career in Japan. Um, he has shown the propensity to miss bats, um, but also considering that he's probably not going to get a whole lot of runtime this year, you know, there will be those starts where he only goes for about an inning uh, every now and then. Um, I just, I'm not sure if he'll, he'll, he'll be able to get to 150. So I'm going to say under, but maybe just a little under. Right. It kind of depends on how many innings he throws, right? Um... Yeah. And I don't think he's going to, I think he'll probably max out at around 150. Uh, the plan right now is basically what one start a month. He's only going to go an inning or two. Um, so even if he makes 30 starts, you have to remember that five or six of them, he's only going to go an inning, um, which means in the other 25 to get to 150, he has to average six innings. Um, a star. I just, I, and then he has to strike out a batter per, um, I'm going to say under two, but, um, you know, the one thing about the Japanese game versus the American game is that, uh, the Japanese game is really built around contact. Uh, whereas the American game is more about swing and miss going for, for home runs and doubles. Um, so it is possible that he actually ends up striking out more guys here despite the competition being better. Uh, but I just, I think Kikuchi's probably going to end up around 140 innings pitched. And I, I don't see him having a 10 K per nine to get to the 150. So uh, I'm going to go under uh, mostly because of the innings cap. If he was 180 innings, I would definitely take the over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. one one fifty. So, it's basically a strikeout per inning. I, I don't know. So would I. All right, so over under 20 home runs from the shortstop position in 2019. Um, I'm going to say under on that still. Um, you know, Tim Beckham has a has a good amount of power. Uh, but I don't know. I, hmm, that's, that's a really good one. Sorry, my phone is going off. My wife is texting me. Okay, honey. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> shout out to my wife. Uh, but anyway, so uh, I don't know. It really depends on how much Tim Beckham plays uh, because I don't believe in Crawford's power as much. 
I do believe that he has a bit more power than some people give him credit for, but I still don't think it's enough to carry him to like a, you know, an eight to 10 home run season. And what I would assume is going to be about half a year for him this year. If that, um, so it really depends on Tim Beckham. I think Beckham gets about 10 this year. Uh, so I think I'm going to go under. Yeah. Um, it's tough to know. Um, so we don't know when Crawford's coming up. We don't know. Uh, you know, we haven't really seen anything from J.P. Crawford in spring training. Um, so I, I don't know. Man. Beckham hasn't looked that great either, to be honest. Um, and it is spring training, so it really doesn't matter uh, too much. But you would still like to see them play better. Um, but I don't I think assuming Crawford's going to come up in June or July or whatever and take a majority of the playing time at shortstop, uh, I think that's pretty much going to limit it. Because I could see Beckham, Beckham by himself in 160 games. He could get to 20. Um, Beckham playing, you know, 75 to 90 games and Crawford handling 50 and Dylan Moore handling 20 or whatever. That's that's going to be tough. So I'm going to say under. But I, I would if you put the line at like 17 and a half, I might take the over. Uh, I think it's going to be between 15 and 20. So uh, I'll take under because, you know, I'd, I think 17 is probably about right. So I would take under. Yeah, nice Fernando one. Tatis is awesome. He just made this great diving <laughs> uh, diving stop through from his knees to get Tim Beckham out first. Yeah. Beckham's not a slow runner either. That's a nice play. Yeah. All right. Uh, next on the over-under, we have over-under two all-stars for the Mariners in 2019. Well, we know I'm they definitely have that one. that they get two. So push. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I it, think uh, Hanniger and then probably... I don't know, a pitcher maybe, or maybe someone like uh, Edwin Encarnacion if he stays with the team that long. Right. Yeah, see, that's an interest. Does Encarnacion, if Encarnacion is traded before the All-Star game, does that count as a Mariner? Because, I mean, kind of. Like, if you wanted to get really sneaky with this, um, I suppose you could. Um... Well, didn't, like, like, if you're saying, like, um... Like right before the the All Star game, yeah, like Jeff Samarja a few years ago. Yeah, because didn't Samarja still rep the uh, the, the Cubs, Cubs before he uh, yeah. or like after he was traded? Yeah, I think he was traded, but he hadn't made a start yet, um, and so he still was on the some like that. But yeah, that's I don't know, man. Uh, I think that's what happened, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm gonna take the over. I think. I, when I look around the American League, I think Mitch Haniger is probably the lock to be the Mariners' representative. Every team gets one. Um, and then I start looking around, and I go, you know, Beltre's not here anymore. Could Kyle Seeger with a bounce-back year sneak into an all-star game? Maybe. I mean, I could see Marco basically pitch like an all-star every month last year except for August. You know, Yusei Kikuchi is going to have this wow factor, I think early at least. So mm-hmm. I think he might be able to sneak in there. You mentioned Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, Domingo Santana has that possibility if he goes back to 2017. So I don't know. I'm going to take over, but I I think 
Like if I had to actually put money on it, I think I would say you're probably right and just push at two um, mm-hmm. because we know they're going to get one. Um, and just kind of with the way the rest of the American League is, you know, obviously there's injuries. There's guys who don't play. There's pitchers who don't, you know, they're not going to start. They're not going to play in that game, so they have to be replaced. So uh, I, I'll take over, but I think it'll probably end up being two. Yeah. So, but I'll say over just because we haven't disagreed yet. So, <laughs> so I'll take the over. All right. Next up on the list, uh, we have over under 25 saves for Hunter Strickland. Yeah, that's fair. You taking the over? Yeah, I think I think I think he gets like like twenty five to thirty. Right. Part of that is how long does he stay the closer? Um, I I don't really see anybody in this bullpen that's going to take that job from him. Yeah. Um, I guess the real question would be what if he's traded? Um, yeah. That kind of seems to me to be the only thing that would stop Strickland from getting 25 saves. And Strickland's got three years of club control left, so they don't have to trade him this July. Um, uh, I'll take over. I think I think that 27 to 32-ish range probably feels about right. Um, I think, you know, there'll, there'll probably be a handful of guys who get three or four down the line, but I think Strickland gets most of them. Uh, and I think the Mariners are going to be playing in quite a few close games. So I'll take the over on 25. Yeah. Uh, Francisco Mejia just launched a solo shot off a leak. Okay. So this is one to forget for Mike leak. Um, <laughs> and the, the final question uh, over under is probably the most interesting one. Uh, Jordan asked over under 13 players acquired via trade from today's date till the end of the trade deadline. So what do you think? 13 players, not trades, 13 players. Okay. So, so that includes the trade deadline. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, I, I don't know if he means the July 31st trade deadline or the August 31st trade deadline. Right. Uh, I, I'm, I would assume that he's talking about July and yeah. we just gave up another home run. <laughs> Oh boy, Mike Leak does not want to get traded. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, <laughs> well, I don't know how many players we'll get for Mike Leak now, but <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna say under because I think a lot of the guys that they could trade from now till the deadline um, are guys that won't command like a huge package. Right. Like, one for get- ones. What's up? Like one for one deals. Yeah, like one for ones, you know, they'll they might get like, you know, a nice B prospect, you know, something like that. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know if they'll get huge packages unless it's like Mitch Haniger, but even then they might only get three to four players depending on the quality of player they're getting. Right. Um so I'm gonna say under on that one. I know I basically said under on pretty much all of these. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think 13 is, uh, a lot, um, considering that they only have, you know, Mike Leake and Jay Bruce and Edwin Encarnacion and maybe, you know, Mitch Haniger to trade. Some, maybe some bullpen guys, but those are traditionally one for ones. Yeah. Um, I think maybe if 
the question was 13 assets. I might, I might push it um, because I, I think there's a possibility Jerry acquires uh, international slot money. Um, he might, you might ultimately flip one of these guys for a uh, compensatory draft pick still. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, it's just Hanniger's probably get, if they even trade Hanniger, and I don't think they will. Um, he's probably getting you four players max. Mike Leak might get you two. Um, you know, probably two C prospects, maybe a B minus one if you take just one guy. Uh, D Gordon's probably going to get you one or two at most. Kyle Seeger, if he bounces back, I mean, basically to get over thirteen, you have to assume that they're trading. Tim Beckham, Edwin Encarnacion, Jay Bruce, Kyle Seeger, D. Gordon, uh, basically everybody making everybody who's not arbitration one or lower. You basically have to assume they're trading those guys. Um, and I don't think they are. Uh, so 13 is too high for me. I had to take the under. Um, you know. It'll be interesting to see uh, because honestly, I could see them even making a trade where they give up two or three guys to get one. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's something I've wrote about in the past. Uh, the example I used then was Michael Fulmer. Uh, you know, we know that they like Matthew Boyd in the past, that they think he's really something. They might give up a couple prospects, uh, mainly because they can. Um, and it'll make a lot more sense to acquire these guys after you know three or four months of seeing what you have than it is to acquire you know players right now uh when you're not you're still not 100 percent sure what you have so um, i'm going to take the under there i just think there's too many variables to uh that have to line up to get over 13 so i'll take under as well right all right thanks for the questions jordan um there were some there were some interesting ones there i think uh I think the saves question is probably the toughest one for me. Um, so the all-star one, they, they were all good. The all-star one yeah. was also interesting. Um, the th- I know acquiring 13 players would be really good for us. We'd have a lot to write about, but uh, yeah. I just, I, I don't see that happening. So uh, anyways, uh, thanks. Thanks for the questions, Jordan. So uh, that's all we have for today. Make sure you guys, uh, make sure you guys, if you want to join our fantasy baseball league, use the word, use the, uh, the enter entry code, uh, shame S H A M E. Uh, <laughs> I, now I'm thinking about somebody, you know, retweeting the, the podcast link with the word shame above it. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Anyways, <clears throat> sorry. So make sure you guys, uh, if you want to play fantasy baseball with us, use the promo code shame to get entered into the league. We have seven openings there, so get on that. Uh, Ty, you have any final thoughts as we wrap this up? Um, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good today. Usually I have like some sort of rant that I usually want to go on, but today I'm, uh, I'm good. <laughs> and, I, uh, but you know, keep an eye on the, on the website. We got a lot of good content coming out. Um, Colby's going to wrap up our uh, prospects list with uh, number one. It'll be a pretty predictable name, but uh, you'll enjoy it, and um, thank you guys for uh, for reading and keeping up with that, and keeping up with our Mariners all time draft. So we're really excited about uh, getting that going and getting um, the the bracket going for that and everything. So 
yeah um just from uh from colby and i thank you so much for uh for keeping up with the site and interacting with us and um helping the community grow yep much appreciated guys so uh from all of us here at sotomojo.com uh you know let's have some fun with this mariners team draft i hope you guys are coming to play fantasy baseball with us and we will see you in another in another life peace peace